Welcome back to the Kenny Chester Podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing wokeness as a religion, and more specifically, this theory that I, I've been whirling over in my mind the last uh, little bit is that as a belief system, leftism or wokeism has taken the worst parts of man's corrupted religion and really held them as core tenets if not by profession, but at, le- at least by uh, behavior. And so if this kind of thing interests you, buckle up, let's get to work. I don't know, it seems to me that he shouldn't be saying that. Well, what is it that you want him to say? Shut him down. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get into today's exciting and controversial subject. I know my goal is not to offend, but sometimes speaking the truth to a people or a society that has placed little value on the truth will get you in trouble. I'm going to try to do my best to have a nuanced discussion on these issues. I would love some feedback. Maybe you disagree with me. Um, I've been getting a little bit of feedback. We're going to play some of on today's episode. And so... If I'm wrong, I'd love for you to contact me and let me know where I'm wrong, and um, we can we can discuss those points in which you think that I'm off the mark. Um, the idea that I've had uh, as of late is, as I observe very passionate adherence to this new cultural movement that we see in the United States of America, that it's hard to miss the fact that these people are behaving in ways that could be adequately described as religious zealots. Now, it's not an official religion. It's not recognized as an official religion. But my my theory is that America and the West in general were not getting less religious and more secular, as if these two things are mutually exclusive concepts. I understand that secular humanism goes against most mainstream religions. I understand that. It's not that that is lost on me. I get that. My point is that once you remove certain core beliefs from a society, those people do not become less religious in their behavior. They still have those religious leanings or that that proclivity to believe in something like that i i am putting forth <laughs> today that they just simply have found a new religion and it's a religion in everything but name and i think i have some pretty good proof here uh these are some thoughts i want you to understand like these these things aren't specifically Kenny Chesser thoughts that people have been commenting on when societies go, you know, in an atheist direction or when they try to replace God with something else. Uh, just a quote machine, a quip master. His name was uh, G.K. Chesterton. He was as credited to being uh, having said, when men choose not to believe in God, they do not thereafter believe in nothing. They then become capable of believing in anything. And this is not what I'm saying today per se, but it's the same idea that kind of rolls around, has rolled around through the ages. It's not the fact that um, when people 
move away from, let's say, a morally sound value system that you're how you govern or what what are the things that govern your life or you know stem from some type of moral authority whether it be the word of god whether it be you know some cult leader whether it be some uh man-made religion whatever you wherever you get your uh sense of morality from when somebody moves away from that from something like a society that's been built on that they don't become less fanatical they actually just replace whatever they are fanatical about and that's where I'm getting to today with with my thinking on wokeness as a as a religion is that they've taken all the worst parts the when when religion has been corrupted over the years and through centuries and centuries of of you know man-made um rules and and systems that have been set up that depart from the word of god when when it gets corrupted, it usually gets corrupted in very specific ways, and it's also revealing in human nature um, the ways that religion can be corrupted. And so what I see in this new cultural movement that's that's happening in the United States of America right now and also throughout all the West is that they're taking the worst parts of religion and 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 behaving in exactly those ways. And, and if they would see it in the church, they would decry it and and cry foul. Rightly so, but they have they are so blinded, which is hilarious because they claim to be awake, but they're so blinded to some just in my opinion morally abhorrent just putrid um behaviors um in the name of you know progress in the name of of compassion and so understand this when religion is corrupted this the, the I think this is the a, a good way to look at religion when done when done right. Religion, when done right, causes the religious, the people, to have a vertical orientation. That 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 moment of of awakeness, when your eyes are open, when you you know that moment of belief, mental ascension, that that moment of of belief in what you're hearing, you're ready to change and and adhere, you know, to this religious structure. And it has a different name in every organization, but I think one of the the, the key points of this is that it's, it's a vertical uh, ascension. You're trying to get, like, you're you're trying to transcend and and go upward. You know, your 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 thoughts are on divine things. You know, it's it's an external uh, salvific process. You know, you're you're being saved from, uh, um, you're being saved by outside sources. For the Christian, it's you know it's Jesus. He is saving us. You know he is going to save his people from their sins. You know the prophecy that went through, forth uh, by the angel to his mother. You'll call his name Jesus. Going to save it. And so this is the the orientation with 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 good religion, uncorrupted religion, is it starts off with this. Okay, man looking to God for salvation, and then then after you have experienced that salvation. It's, you know, it's you're not saved by how you treat others. You're saved by what Christ has done for you, and so that that is vertical. And then you look with compassion around you, like you you then can be a good neighbor. You can then go into and help the um, the downcast. You know that's why um, Christianity has built orphanages and hospitals and abuse shelters and 
homeless shelters and all these things that you see through whether it be a Catholic organization, whether it be um, Baptist, Presbyterians, um, when people are possessed with with re- religious, uh, uncorrupted religious uh, zeal, you'll see this great outpouring of 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 mankind. And so it starts. You look to heaven for your salvation, and then you become the the positive change in the world. And the corrupted part of this when it comes to um, what we're seeing now in the cultural shift in the country is that it you look inside. You find yourself. You, it's not. It's not a vertical orientation. You look. You look to yourself to get yourself right. Whatever you know. There's no. You know. There's no external source that's going to save you. You can look to yourself to do it. You know. You have to become woke. And then, unbelievably, their focus then goes on horizontally to all the all all the enemies of wokeness. Understand this. It's, it don't drive them to help. They, they feel like they're, they're tearing down of someone else's religious system or somebody else's, you know, the things that have worked for hundreds and thousands of years. They feel like that is, that is, that is what's going to, you know, redeem everybody else around them other than them, them themselves being the change. See, I love Christianity because it says you can't save yourself, but once you're saved, my my lamb, you know, you should you should work for the ends that that you want to see in the world. That's what the Bible says about pure and undefiled religion. Is that those that there's, there's actually it's, it's stated twice in the Bible. It says pure and undefiled religion is seeing after the orphans. And taking care of the widows, so it's it's this very other people meeting other people's needs. Uh, the other um, reference in the Bible that and there might be multiple more that I, I'm, I'm escaping my mind right now, but the other one is the pure and undefiled religion is keep yourself unspotted uh, by this world, and so it's 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 vertical and it's horizontal. It's vertical. God, Lord, help make me holy. Help me not, me not fall and be entangled back in sin. And then also, I am going to help my fellow man. Well, the when religion corrupts, it doesn't have a vertical view. And then the horizontal view is more of a destructive, we're going to blow these things up. And the, the only help we're going to be offering these people that need help is us going on the, the war, the war path against these other ideologies. Um, and you say, I don't know if that's right, Chester. Well, m- maybe somebody can point me to, you know, the, the, the woke orphanage that has been built or the woke um, homeless shelter, you know, the, the woke um, St. Wokeness hospital, you know, (laughs) I don't, maybe, maybe they are, maybe, maybe, maybe they are, you know, positing or, or impacting, you know, the world with, with, with these positive uh, endeavors. I haven't seen it. I've seen more of a, a uh, going after, you know, like almost like unholy crusades. And you say, well, that was Christianity and that was, you know, Islam and these wars that have happened, that happens. Yeah. I mean, I think we can all agree that was corrupted religion. And so are you, are you saying that, you know, it's a bad thing, therefore you're doing it and you're doing a bad thing? Or are you saying it's, it was, the crusades were a good thing, therefore what you're doing is also a good thing. And so I just think that it's interesting to point out that corrupted religion goes from this vertical orientation uh, and, and then also a downward orientation where you're just looking down 
your nose on other people. I'm going to tell you something I've noticed on on Twitter um, recently is there's nothing that white woke people love more than criticizing black unwoke people. (laughs) And and it's like, you know, it's, it's like they don't understand the concept of projection. It's like, okay, in your eyes, everybody that don't think like you um, is a racist and you're white. And most people in the, in your movement believe just because you're white, that you're also a racist, but you're working really hard not to be racist. You're, you know, you're going to be an anti-racist. And so what do you do? You go after black people that don't think like you (laughs) and, and they, and there's no sense of, you know, there's no self-awareness. There's no sense of irony. These people that attack black conservatives because they don't think like they want them to think. And they're like, they, you know, and, and and it's awful. You want to see some, some alive and well racism, get, get into the, the, the comment section of a, of a video posted by somebody like um, Glenn Lowry or John McWhorter or Coleman Hughes uh, or even, you know, con- very conservative bomb throwers like Candace Owens and uh, um, who's the other guy that I'm thinking of? Um, ah, he's the one that had that exchange with Dave Rubin. I can't think of his name right now. Um, but, man, you, you read in there and, like, man, you'll hear all the worst uh, racial uh, – epithets you know thrown at these people and i you know there's maybe that'd be another video that i can make one day that white woke people are the most racist people in society because they have no they have no you know problem going after uh black people that aren't thinking in the way that they want them to think and man it's awful um you just kind of look at it, it's like man that that's if that's not projection if that's not one one thing i've been thinking lately is like okay so if, if the one of the the ideas of of wokeism is that all white people are inherently racist and this white person is telling you that, you know, it's like, okay, so are you admitting to me right now that you are a racist? Now, if they say no, then, then that right there, obviously, you know, you can't deny it. Deny it is a, uh, as a, a denial is a, as, as it's been put forth in woke ideology, denial is a, a tool of white supremacy and also reason. And so you can't reason or deny, you can't deny that you're racist and you can't reason yourself out of it. You're racist regardless of it. And so they can't deny it. So they have to admit that they're racist. And then at which point you would say, well, why am I even talking to you? I'm, I, you're an admitted racist, you know, <laughs> and you know, you're, you're going to tell, you know, me who I'm not an admitted racist, you know, um, I, I, I don't, I don't understand the, the logical fallacies that it call that would take for somebody to ascribe to this thinking and think that they're doing good for mankind. Okay, let me get into right now some of the, the, the I ain't even talked about the tenets of the faith that, that I believe that, uh, that wokeism has taken the worst parts of religion. When religion is corrupted, that um, what it looks like and and what it uh, sounds like. To do that, I'm going to kick off a, I've got a voicemail I want to play. Uh, one of my uh, listeners and uh, a great friend of mine, he called into the show, or I called in, we don't have a phone line, <laughs> but he sent a voicemail. Also, uh, let, let me go ahead and plug this on Anchor. If you go to my Anchor site, um, you can you can leave me a voicemail that can be easily incorporated in, into the show. Right now, I'm just going to play these from my phone. I hope that the sound quality is all right. If not, I can play with it just a little bit, try to get it better in post. But let me play this voicemail uh, from listener John in Orlando. Hey, Kenny. I thought that was an excellent podcast, and I'm going to apologize in advance if you get some uh, outside noise from my dog and my son, who both love you and say hi. Um, nuance. Great topic. Um, I totally agree, especially in the political realm, that nuance is um, pretty much gone. Um, 
I, w- I was kind of uh, thinking about in the context of the church, and this may just be me, but I would say, without thinking too much about it, maybe I, you could help me think about it, that nuance is actually increased um, in the church place. Um, and I say that because old school preachers, and this may just be my impression in my personal experiences, so this is anecdotal, but I've met a lot of old school preachers who, if you ask them a question, and it was a genuine question, you know, it was, why, why can't we cut our hair? You know, those kind of specific questions. Um, there were instances in my life where the answer was, why are you challenging my authority? And I find it fascinating that now, um, my church experience nuance is, um, it's almost necessary when, when talking in Bible studies and explaining, uh, personal, um, personal beliefs when it comes to modesty, um, it's all over the place. So I don't know if you made that parallel or if maybe I'm just totally off base, but definitely got me thinking about nuance. Great podcast. I'll be listening in next week. Let me say thank you, John, for reaching out and being a faithful listener and engaging in the nice things you said about the podcast here. Um, I, for the, those that are listening now, me and John, we exchange uh, voice messages uh, back and forth. And let me take this time to plug out also that um, John and his wife have an excellent podcast, which I absolutely love. Me and my wife love listening to it. It's called OK Touche, and you can find it, I'm sure, on Apple uh, or on Podbean. Um, they are, uh, their, their show is clever, and uh, it's so fun. Uh, they Basically, they'll have hot takes on uh, just casual issues. They're not talking politics or religion, uh, anything that would uh, cause them to lose friends, um, like I have done, stupidly. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm kidding about, I haven't lost any friends that I know of. I've lost millions of friends, but uh, none over this podcast yet. <laughs> but uh, their, their podcast is absolutely phenomenal. Um, leagues ahead of mine when it comes to quality. Um, it's, it's just so good. And so thank you, John, for reaching out to me. And so one one of the things me and John do, we exchange voice messages back and forth after we listen to each other's podcast with, uh, you know, rebuttals or um, ideas, critiques, you know, you name it. You know, we've, we've got a great relationship. And one of the things that John pointed out, and I, I could not agree more with this idea, is that when discussing nuance, the trend has seem, seemingly gone that uh, the some of the religious areas where nuance was not allowed— um, has seemingly gotten better, and we again, neither one of us are conducting studies. We have no empirical evidence, and it's an anecdotal for sure. Uh, I'm sure you know there's old school preachers that were very uh, much uh, willing to engage with questions and sit down and explain. and And I think the strength of the movements that me and John both are part of can would bear that out as well. Um, but there was obviously some um, that we had in our personal experiences that did not very uh did not like it when someone would question uh any points of doctrine or you know as john saying some of these uh, issues of standards um within the apostolic church 
And I, you know, I was actually one of those pastors that had sat down with John at one time. Uh, me and another um, minister sat and, uh, you know, this other guy and John both you know, had questions. And so I, I did my best to answer them. And I'm, I'm happy to say right now that John, uh, on the issue of hair, um, he saw the light and he doesn't cut his hair anymore. And he's got such a beautiful, luxurious mane of hair. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, man. Oh, man. I love John. I love the image of John with long, flowy hair like Jesus. It would be so great. Um, anyway, thank you, John, for that that comment, and I, and I, and I agree 100% with it. And, and John can attest to this. Once he sent me that, that message, I sent it back, and I, I was telling him, I was like, I've been rolling this idea around of— <clears throat> for a podcast about how the the cultural revolution that's happening in America right now um, is taking on the worst aspects of the religion um, that has been corrupted. And one of those aspects is nuance. And I, and I thought John had a great point that the church has become uh, more engaging when it comes to nuanced debate. And I, and I love that. And I can, I can testify and say that's been my experience too. I found leaders in the church now uh, willing to sit down and explain and, and get into the gray areas and say, okay, this is what the Bible teaches on this. And, you know, this is where sometimes where you know, a, a more authoritarian type uh, man would have just demanded blind allegiance without explanation, and 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 now let's you know let's talk about it and let's let's talk about because you know the one thing I, I believe that about the apostolic church is that you don't we don't, we have scripture for what we teach and, and and believe and if we don't have scripture for it we need to stop teaching it as as. Uh, 100% black and white issues. And so I, I agree with John that I feel like the church has become more nuanced. That being said, I, when we say the worst parts of religion is something that woke has adopted, this is one of those things that I would agree that, or I would say that, that they, they, they have done. And that is a blind faith in their unquestionable doctrine. You see someone that is fanatical about leftism and, 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 the, and, uh, anything concerning, uh, critical theory, and uh, which goes all the way down the line. And I probably need to do a podcast just on critical theory alone. But if you, if you question, if you question one tenant, one dot or tittle or jot or tittle <laughs> or dot, you know, um, if you don't cross the T's and dot the lowercase J's that, that you're considered, uh, you know, a heretic, They'll, they'll throw you out, I'm telling you. And if you don't think I'm telling you the truth, you need to look up someone like a Brett a Weinstein um, or a Barry Weiss or someone else who just raised their hand. Uh, Thomas, what's his name? Thomas Chatterton Williams or uh, Williamson Chat Chatterton. I can't, I, I get his name mixed up. He's got two long middle and last names. Um, but you look at these guys that are very liberal. They're not conservative voices. Uh, Brett Weinstein is an evolutionary biologist. He's a he's self-described flaming liberal, and literally got chased off his college campus because he offended um, the doctrine of wokeness of of these cultural Marxists that are that are preaching this new religion. And so that is one of the worst parts of a man-made corrupted religion is that they demand blind faith in an unquestionable doctrine. There's no there's no room for reason, there's no room for logic. And you say, well that's what Christianity is, Chester. That is absolutely not what Christianity is. You know, there that you can actually have a reasonable faith in God. Like there are and I can recommend books all day long if you want me to. I would recommend uh, Timothy Keller's reason for God or making sense of God. They, 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 obviously we, we preach and believe that you need faith, you know, without it, it's impossible to please God. 
but that doesn't mean that you cast off all reason when you come into the church, that, that there are some absolute incredible proofs for the existence of God. And of course, if you don't believe in him and you are uh, prone to that uh, that line of thinking, you're going to say that n- no amount of evidence that we offer is good enough for you, and I get that. But to say that there's no evidence is absolutely wrong. Um, I would say also, um, William Lane Craig, uh, watch some of his debates. Um, he has, and he don't he don't duck competition. He actually some of the most brilliant minds of of the new atheists, like a, like a Sam Harris. You watch uh, William Lane Craig just completely demolish him uh, with reason and logic. I mean, it's unbelievable. And so to say that that Christians are just you know blindly adhering to um, unquestionable religious dogma it's uh, it's not true it's not accurate um you can ha- you can have a reasonable faith in god but you cannot have you cannot have any question when it comes to wokeism they'll throw you out as a heretic and so once again that's one of the worst things about the corrupted uh the corruption of religion and wokeism has adopted it as 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 something once again it might not be something they profess but it's something they do they absolutely behave this way Something else that I think is is awful when it comes to corrupted religion, that is the idea of collective guilt centered on a group identity. One thing about Christianity that I love is that it levels the playing ground and says there's 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 a couple things that that when when you're talking about Christianity and how they view men, this is how they view men. You are made in the image of God. This is the concept of imago dei, image of God, made in the image of God. So that means that all men are inherently valuable, like they're, 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 they have value just by dint of being made in the image of God. And, and then all have sinned and come short the glory of God. And so what, 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 what is great about Christianity is that you are valuable in the eyes of God. Sin has devalued you. Christ redeemed you. And then Every one of, 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 of anybody listening to this podcast can experience redemption. You can. You can be redeemed in the eyes of God. You can be saved. You can experience salvation. And it doesn't matter what your group identity is. And that is a powerful message that can be taken anywhere on the planet. Any, 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 it works everywhere. That you're made in the image of God. Sin devalued that image. Sin is is what is trying to denigrate and destroy you, but I will save you from sin. He will save his people from his sins. That is a powerful message, and it can be preached everywhere to any any person, any group, no no matter what class, no matter what race, no matter what gender, what no no matter you what sexual orientation. That is the message, and it's a powerful message. Well, that is not the message of of corrupted religion. Corrupted religion would like to separate. And, 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 and say this group is more valuable than this group. This group of people, by dint of birth, by dint of, of, of you know, race, by, by their sexual proclivities, by their, you know, whatever, their class, that, that they are better or worse. And this is what critical race theory does. It, 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 it divides people into group, and it reduces them to their group identity. And Christianity says, no, you're, you're valuable because you're made in the image of God, and so is everybody. Um, the, the, I think it was the Dred Scott case that the um, Supreme Court um, decided. I think it was in the dissenting view um, where we were talking about you know, um, 
in America, it was a case when it was uh, deciding about slavery, and and uh, and I might get all the details wrong. I just remember this uh, this line from the dissenting judge. He was talking about the the African American, the black man, and he says, "Look, I cannot say that he is not like me. Why?" He says, because he bears the image of his creator. I see, I see the creator's mark on him. He is, and he's invoking the Imago Dei, and that is a beautiful thing. And so when we say that it's not about your race, it's not about your classification, it's not about anything that, 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 that this new cultural revolution wants to pit you against this, the oppressed versus the oppressor, the victim versus the victimizer, um, black versus white, gay versus straight, man versus woman, and how they want to divide and divide and divide, which is another, just a, a worse corrupted part of a religion is to, to set people at, against each other when, when the best part of religion says you should love your neighbor and you should love your enemy. That's, that's the power of the gospel, and it's the corrupted adverse of that is what's being preached right now in America, and that is that your identity is the most important thing. And the other person's identity should treat should uh, should influence how you treat that person, and that that's an awful awful corruption of religion. Um, man, we've, we're at 29 minutes. I've got a couple more of these. Should I go on and be real fast in the lightning speed round, or should I call it a podcast and get? I you know what I think I'm going to call it a day. So tune in next time for part two of woke taking the worst parts of religion and owning them. Um, Thank you for listening today. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Send me a voicemail. Send me uh, a text message. Love to uh, read it or play it on the show. Uh, We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Kenny Chester Podcast. Thank you for your support. Please consider subscribing. 